Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Matthew 23, verse 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. So far, our text. Well, chapter 15 of the story was kind of exciting, wasn't it? I mean, lots of good stuff going on there, raising the dead, parting a river, fire from heaven consuming a sacrifice, an altar and everything, fiery chariots and horses, a lot of exciting stuff going on in chapter 15, miracles and things all over the place. Chapter 15 of the story, kind of a depressing chapter, wasn't it? All those things going on, and yet none of it seemed to make any difference at all. The people of Israel never turned back to God. God sent prophet after prophet after prophet. His messengers. And they were stoned, they were hounded, they were killed. Kind of depressing. Chapter 15, isn't it? Let's talk about these prophets, these messengers of God for a moment today. What were they trying to do? Why had God sent them? What about their message for you and I today? The Old Testament prophets, we have to understand several things. We first of all need to understand who their audience was. Their audience was sinners who did not take God seriously. But not just any sinners. God did not send the prophets to all of the pagan nations around. God sent the prophets to his own people, to the people of Israel. It was the people of Israel who were the sinners, who didn't take God seriously. They were so wrapped up in being a part of their culture being fitting in with those around them that they got involved in all of the things of that culture including the things that that culture worshipped God would say through the prophets these people worship me with their lips but their hearts are far from me They did not take God seriously and wandered away after everything else, including other gods. And into that situation, God sends these prophets with a message, a message that says, repent and turn to God and he will forgive you. 
It is a message that sounds clear from Jesus' cry, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather my to gather you together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. God's people were running after everything but God. And their sins were great. And God sent the prophets one after another, God's messengers, God's messengers of love. Now I know it doesn't sound like that all the time when you read in there as as these prophets are condemning them for sin after sin and warning them of God's judgment, but understand that that's a part of God's love. He saw his people straying away in paths that would lead to their destruction, to their harm, to their damnation. And he sends these prophets crying, repent, turn away from that. Return to me. Come back away from those dangers. Repent of those sins. See what you're doing. See how it is harming you. Turn to God. All those miracles those prophets were doing were to declare God is the all-powerful, the almighty. God is the only one who can help you. God is your strength. Not these things of the culture. Not these other gods. See the true God. Turn to Him for what you need. Turn to Him for strength and guidance and help. And He will forgive you. He is a loving God. He cares about you. Yes, your sins are great. But God will forgive those sins. God will return you. God will gather you together again as a hen gathers her chicks. Know your God. Know His love. Repent. Return. That's what the cry of the prophets was. That's what all of those miracles were about. And the people's response? Tragic, wasn't it? They rejected that word of God. And they persecuted the prophets. It wasn't that they, that they just said, I don't want to have anything to do with that. They persecuted. They killed them. Punished them. What a tragic situation. God would send the greatest of all prophets, his own son, with the same message of the prophets, to repent that you are sinners, return from that. Return to God. Believe in Him. Trust in Him. He will forgive you. Know your God. That's what Jesus came to do, to share God, to share His Father with His people, so that they may know Him and love Him. He came willingly to give His life so that there could be forgiveness for all of those sins. To take your sins and mine upon Himself. That we may know the love of our God. He came to his own people. And they rejected him too. They rejected the living word. And ended up crucifying him. 
What a tragic situation. And what about today? Is our situation today any better than then? I don't think so. Today's audience for God's word, for the message of the prophets, the message of God's love is the same. Where there are sinners who do not take God seriously. And I'm not preaching to the choir here. I'm preaching to you and me. To the people of God. Because let's face it, the reality is you and I are sinners too, are we not? And very often in our life, we do not take God seriously either. Often you and I could be classified with those who are people who worship with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The call of our culture is strong, is it not? And we can worship on a Sunday, but we live our lives in the culture, in the way they want. We put up the things that they say are important, that we should go after. It should be important to us. Things like success and power and wealth and pleasure and all the other things that you and I run after into this culture that we spend our life trying to gain, thinking that this is what it's all about. You and I are often caught up in those things just as much as anybody else. The message of the prophets needs to come to us too. A message that our sins are forgiven for Jesus' sake. Know your sin. Repent of that sin. Turn to your God and He will forgive. He is the only God. He is the one who will bless us. The problem is the same response is there, is it not? For many, they reject the word of God and live without him. And sometimes that's you and me too. We do the same. A lot of uh, people in our church or at least maybe the better way to say it, who used to be a part of our church, Christian people, people who used to be Christian but have turned away from that faith. Been studies done and questions asked, and one of the questions they asked was, why? Why have they rejected? Why have they decided to live without God? And you know what the answer has often been? There's my life here. And as I live my life, I look and I ask the question, how does God fit in here? And I'm doing fine, thank you, God isn't necessary. I don't see what place God plays in my life. He's not relevant to what's going on for me. Even people 
who regularly are in worship will say, I know God says this or that and this is how I should live, but you have to understand my circumstances and my situation. And that just doesn't quite fit. I need to live this way. I know it isn't necessarily God's way, but it's my life. And that's how I have to live it. Do you see what's wrong here? Do you see what the problem is in our society today? We set up as our God my life. And it's all about me and the way I want to live and what is mine. And it's mine. And if God, if you can fit in there, well, okay. But if not, you're not necessary. They worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. You see, the question should not be, how does God fit in my life? That's the wrong question. If our heart is truly with our God, if we know Him and we know His love, and we understand all that He does for us, then our question should be, how can I live my life for God? That's a whole different question. It puts God first, not my life. What's your response? The message of the prophets is still the same. It still proclaims God's love for you. It still calls you to acknowledge your sin. It still calls you to turn from that sin and to live for your God. It's a message that tells you how much God loves you. And that His forgiveness is there for you and His power is there for all of your life. What will be your response? Will you live your life for your God? I pray that would be so. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ. For in Him you know you have the forgiveness of sins. In Him you know that God's love is there for you. In Him you have the power to live for your God. Amen.